All right, if I could have everybody take your seats, please. All right, church, we have some announcements before we get started. So we are going to jump right into these. We have a star-spangled drink uh, available in our cafe today. Uh, it is a limited-time drink, as you might imagine. So you're going to want to run out and grab those. All proceeds from that drink today are going to go exclusively to our children's and our youth ministry. So we ask that you just support us and uh, help these kids uh, experience everything that we can with this drink. Uh, we will be celebrating the 4th of July tonight with a barbecue at 5 p.m. at Les Hicks Junior Park. That's right. Same place as we've been going. Uh, <clears throat> Pastor's going to be barbecuing ribs, tri-tip, hamburgers, and hot dogs. Yeah, there's no milk and honey, but it sounds like a promised land to me. <laughs> so please bring a side dish to share. Come join us for food, fellowship, and a lot of fun. There will be games for the whole family, and obviously we'll be able to uh, enjoy the fireworks together. Tomorrow, Monday, July 4th, the church will be closed in observance of Independence Day. And July 18th to the 21st, we've got the kids camp at Davis Creek Campground. That's right. This is for children age 6 to 12. Um, and I totally lost my space, and I apologize. <laughs> Sign-up sheet uh, has been at the kids' counter, but we also had Jeannie out front wearing camping gear uh, to promote it, uh, signaling those sign-up sheets. There is a $25 registration fee due at sign-up, and sign-up is no later than July 11th. We're also going to need shirt sizes for each child, so you can go sign up in the foyer and give that information. August 19th, we have another Reno Aces Faith Night <clears throat> with worship from our very own home church worship group. <clears throat> Tickets are $9 each and will be on sale in a couple of weeks, so keep an eye out for that. We want to fill that stadium and uh, you know, really promote that the Reno Aces even take the opportunity to um, have, a faith, uh, have a faith night. This will be funnier later, I promise. <laughs> We're going to talk about this drink. Uh, we have a prayer jar in our missions area along with some paper for you. So you can write down any prayer requests you have. Our church staff will be praying for every request. You can also write requests on the back of your welcome cards and place them in the tithe box at the back of the sanctuary. So we want everybody to know that we will collectively put you in our prayers and uh, ask God to be moving on your behalf. Finally, there is a safety drill for all kids, teachers, and children's volunteers in the home kids area immediately after service today. So if your kids go to Sunday school, please check them in at the kids' check-in counter after service. Uh, there will be food for sale in the cafe for all the parents who are waiting and a snack provided for the kids. We just want to make sure that we are all on the same page and can keep kids safe in the event of any kind of emergency and make sure that everybody knows how to properly respond. So we just want to take this time for that drill. At this point, we are going to enter into our time of giving for the tithes and offerings. We want to be so humbly thankful to everybody who has continued to give uh, faithfully through your tithes and offerings. We can't do what we do without it. So we do offer three ways that you can give those tithes. You can do it in person in the box at the back of the sanctuary. You can do it online through our website, or you can mail in a check. If you are doing it any way but the website, please make sure you put which ministry uh, that you would like your tithes and offerings to go to. If I could have everybody bow their heads as we enter our uh, prayer for it. Father God, we are so thankful to be here with you today. We ask that you take all of the blessings and offerings that we have received from our church body, and we ask that you would multiply these to use them for your good, to, to push forth your mission 
on this earth and in our local area. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> and now we have a very special song for everybody. Give him one more round of applause. I want to uh, just impart again, this is why I brought up the other drink that I had, which is why I thought it was funny. I got two now of the Star Spangled drinks. They have Red Bull in them, so keep an eye on me, please. <laughs> All the proceeds from these are going to our children's and youth ministries. They are ministries. Uh, that we at this church wholeheartedly support and believe in, and we are just asking for help uh, to help these kids go to camp, to NYC in Tampa Bay. We have a bunch of big things on the horizon. We can't do it without your help, and so we do these promotions to try to encourage you to, to donate into these. So get a drink or donate to us. We would really appreciate it. <clears throat> at this time, I'm going to actually have everybody stand back up. <laughs> We're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Beforehand, though, we wanted to take a moment just to remind us that we live in an amazing country that allows us to worship freely. 
and we honor this flag and we support it, but we have a flag over here that represents our loyalty and our fealty to Christ that prior to 1776, long after this world is gone, this is a flag that we can all stand behind. Today we are bringing the attention to the American flag. So if I could have everybody face it and put their hands on their hearts with me. We pledge allegiance to the flag. If I could have everybody remain standing, we're going to enter into our time of prayer uh, before our corporate singing worship. Father God, we are so thankful to be able to be here today. Thankful that we have the opportunities to sing to you, to make a joyful noise with no concern over who might hear us. We thank you that we have so many resources and abilities that can just lead us to you that are available to us. And we ask that you would take these songs that we sing and honor them. We ask that you would use these moments to stir in people a new heart, one that is wholly dedicated to who you are and what you have done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen.
free in Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, how thankful we are that the battle does belong to you. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you said in your Bible that everyone was born at a certain time, at a certain place, for as long as you deem. And because of that, Lord, we want to stand firm in our faith, knowing that there are many things around us that are evil. We don't know when the time is going to come for you to come back for us, but we want to be ready and do our part by worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Lord, we thank you for the freedom in Christ. And we thank you for the freedom that we have in the United States of America and for all of those hero heroes who fought for our freedom. We thank you. God bless America. And now, Lord, as we come to you to hear the word through Pastor Carlos, we pray that you would speak through him because we know that you have prepared him for such a time as this. And yes, once again, we thank you that the battle belongs to you, almighty Savior. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. So when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I Lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night, oh God. The battle belongs to you. Let's take a moment of silence right now. seated. Thank you. Amen. Worship team, you may be seated as well. Thank you so very much. Appreciate you. Musicians, singers, amen. Thank you. Yes, amen. 
So we don't want to, uh, before, we, before we go into our, uh, our word this morning, we have some anniversaries uh, this month. And my gosh, somebody said earlier, and birthdays, we have, it looks like we got 50 birthdays here in the month of July. Somebody said, man, July was going on. I said, no, nine months ago was going on. <laughs> anniversaries right here. Uh, Mike and Linda McDaniel. Roy and Jeannie Adams, Patrick and Maggie, Kenny and Sharon Peebles, Tom and Sandy Jones, Greg and Marilyn Loring, Gerald and Linda Bailey, Tony and Jeannie Clark, Paul and Wilma DeBose, Ron and Carol Sherwood, and I saved this one. We have uh, uh, Patricia and Don yesterday. They celebrated uh, 50 years uh, yesterday. Amen. What a beautiful time that was as we renewed, they renewed their vows. And uh, they, uh, we, they said the same exact vows they said 50 years ago. And so while I was going over the notes, there was a lot of thouist and thous and yees. <laughs> but we did it, and it was beautiful. Amen? Amen. Francis Keith Scott, a 35-year-old American lawyer who wrote the Star-Spangled Banner. By the way, can we give all our musicians and singers a hand? Amen? <laughs> he wrote the Star-Spangled Banner, had boarded the flagship of the British fleet as a prisoner, watching from afar his country that he so loved, being destroyed by Britain. Britain had more firepower, had 1,800 canyons. Within 25, uh, every, it's, it said here, one falling every 45 seconds. The American soldiers couldn't even reach the ships that the British were on. The phrase rocket's red glare is Francis Key talking about the rockets the British were firing. In his own words, he says, it seemed as though Mother Earth had opened up her mouth, had opened up and was vomiting shot and shell in a sheet of fire and brimstone. Francis Key wrote later, but when the darkness arrived, he saw only red erupting in the night sky. Given the scale of the attack, he was certain the British won. The hours passed slowly, but in the clearing smoke after a long night, the dawn's early light on September 14th, he did not see the British flag flying. He saw the American flag still standing, flying over the fort, announcing America's victory. Amen. Amen. Freedom is a gift. Freedom is never cheap. Freedom has always been expensive. There has been thousands and thousands of Americans, men and women who have died on the shores of other nations, some of them coming down in flames from airplanes, going deep into the sea or dying on land, protecting our nation, or setting other nations free. Freedom is expensive. And the, the key to true freedom, I would say this morning, is knowledge. I want you to write these principles down in your heart, and I pray you will never forget. The key to knowledge is truth. And the key to truth is what I'm going to call this morning the maker. The manufacturer. I was inspired as I was making the guacamole to write this sermon. Hosea 4, 6. Turn there with me. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. It reads, My people are destroyed 
for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. And I want to turn to 2 Timothy uh, 4, verse 4. And it says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. The greatest enemy to man is not Russia or China or sin or the devil. I would say the greatest threat to man would be ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance is the cause of all destruction. I've blamed so many things on the devil. And it's almost made me irresponsible in a way. You know, I eat bad, I get sick, and I blame it on the devil. Or worse, I blame it on God. God said my people perish because they lack knowledge. And he says, because you have neglected and you've lacked knowledge, I'm going to reject you. And when I reject you, I'm also going to reject your children. Here's what that means. If you don't know anything and you teach your children what you know, our children is gonna, are they going to know as much as we know, which is nothing. And it's hard to get God's revelation when all we put it in into our life is worldly information. When all we do is read the world's point of views and never God's, we're going to be missing out. I would say 95% of knowledge, the knowledge that we need is found in a book that's all across America that is rarely picked up or even read. Because you lack knowledge, God's knowledge is the key to freedom. Some say that knowledge is power. I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> you got Chifu and Mantis and Tigress. And, uh, I would say knowledge isn't power because you can receive knowledge and receive the wrong thing. Jesus said the only thing that can set you free isn't knowledge, but knowledge of the truth. Can I get an amen? amen? I mentioned earlier the key to truth is the maker, the manufacturer. And what I mean by that is the manufacturer is the only one who knows the truth about his guacamole, <laughs> about his product. I was hanging out with a few guys one time. They were trying to, they were trying to make the wings from Pizza Plus, and it wasn't happening. <laughs> everybody else is experimenting. Everybody else is guessing, and everybody else has opinions. The manufacturer knows the truth about his product. And that's why you shouldn't get any information from anywhere else but the manufacturer. Don't even believe what the retailer says because they're just trying to get sales. That's why I don't trust humans to tell me who I am. I try not to depend on customers' experiences to determine the value of a product. Because sometimes just because it, it didn't work for them, uh, they could talk you out of a good product, doing something good because... It didn't work out for them. The truth, the truth of a product is hidden in the mind of the manufacturer. And that's why the manufacturers love for you to have their address. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. When you buy a product, you normally don't see the product. You'll see a little book pop out, and it says, before you use, before you apply, read this Read before you use. Don't. 
use until you read. How many of you do that? Don't put your hands up. I'll be honest with you, I'll tell you why I don't read it. It's because I know it already. I already know. And that's why I have a television and a remote that has a bajillion things, functions, and I only know how to use the volume and the power button. Because I have not read the manufacturer's mind. In a way, I'm living below the potential of what my television can do, just like many people who live in America or anywhere in the world because they have not read his manual. They are not living to their full potential. What is a manual? I want to show you something that I hope you never forget. Some of you already know this manual. Manu is the Latin word which means to make or maker. Manu. If you put the word manu and the other word facture, which is the facture that made the product, you have the word manufacturer. Somebody say maker. The instructions, the pamphlet, the manual they send with whatever you are purchasing never comes from the retailer. It never comes from the wholesaler. It, will never, it, won't, it won't be made from the customer. It's called a manual because it's from the manufacturer, which means the maker's mind. What the maker did, he took his mind and he put it on paper and sent it with his product. And when you're reading the manual, in a way, you're reading the maker's mind. And they're saying, don't use, don't operate this until you have read my mind. Why? Because we are the ones who made it. We are the ones who know all there is to know about our product. People who don't read the manual, they're just experimenting. Like I do with my remote. <laughs> Carlos, how do you do this again? I want to remind us this morning where we came from. What company produced us? Just like Sony produced Sony. Mercedes-Benz pr produced Mercedes-Benz. Um, Ford produced Found on Road on Dead. Found, found Road, uh, uh, was that, no, sorry. Chevy produced Chevy. Tesla produced Tesla. Amen. Um, let's see. Uh, the Mini Coupe. Produced the Mini Coupe or BMW. <laughs> Produced BMW. But I'm here to tell you I came and you came from God Incorporated. Amen. And his company is eternal. It's not connected to the Dow Jones or this world's economy. It's not connected to the stock market because it's freedom. His price is too high. And his company that he produced, me, he's the only one that has the right to tell me the truth about me. When the manufacturer produced me and you, he had in his mind a purpose. Every manufacturer creates products for the specific purpose, and the purpose why they make the product determines the design and the ability of the product. Let me take it a step further. Most of us this morning came in a, in a car or a truck. Maybe a motorcycle, Kenny, I'm not sure, your Harley. If you go out to your car, in your car there's a speedometer. It might say 160, it might say 220, 240. Some of you might have one that says 300. Let me test drive. How could the manufacturer put and say on the speedometer that number and say it can travel 160 miles an hour? What gives them the right to tell me without my permission that this automobile can hit 160 miles an hour? They didn't ask me what I thought. And when they sold it to me, they placed it there almost like they're daring me to try it. 
They say, we guarantee that this automobile will travel at 160, and we don't care what you think about it. We don't care what your opinion is. We made it that way. It has the horsepower, the piston power, the firepower to go 160. And before they release the car, they test it. So they're not asking me to test it. They're not asking you to test it. They've already tested it. They're hoping you will buy. And they say, we guarantee this car will go 160 miles an hour, right? Now, if I've been driving this car at 90 miles an hour, does that weaken the potential of the car to go on 160? No. Matter of fact, if you've been driving for 30 years plus, and you've only topped out at 55 miles an hour, does your experience cancel the car's ability to go 160 miles an hour? That's why we should not judge our life by our experience or judge people by their experience or our future by our past experiences. We serve a God who wants to unveil his knowledge, his truth, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are precious in his sight. And no matter what anyone has said, Jesus can set you free. No matter what the retailers or the consumers of your life have said. And speaking about what people say, if I walk up to my car and I say, you're stupid. <laughs> could that car still go 160 miles an hour? Yes. If I walk up to the car and say, you're dumb, you're ignorant, I don't like you. Can that car still go 160 miles an hour? Yes. If I walk up to the car and I say, I don't like your color. Hold on. You're not a car, you're a boat. You already know where I'm going with that. You're not a car, you're a boat. It's still a car. And it can still go 160 miles an hour. My opinion does not affect the potential of the car. That the manufacturer made. Opinions do not change. Thank you. People's opinions do not change your potential. So what I think about the car really is irrelevant to the ability. The problem is most of us have accepted what we have said about ourselves or what other people have said to us. We're always going to be this way. We're never going to change. You were born this way. Maybe I was, but... I need Jesus. And Jesus says, he whom the Son says free is free indeed. I don't have to remain the same. There is more inside of you than what you know, but it's not going to come without a fight. Freedom is not cheap. Freedom is not cheap. The freedom of knowing Jesus, the free, freedom of being free within your soul, the freedom to laugh, the freedom to have joy, knowing that you're not, you don't have to stress and worry about tomorrow. And let me say, it's our, our Jesus paid with his life a heavy price for us to experience that freedom. So I want to say, church, don't allow Satan to speak an opinion over your speedometer, as cheesy as that may sound. Because our manual says we are overcomers. And we can be free. It doesn't matter what you're battling with. It doesn't matter what drug it is, who it is, what it is. You can overcome. Freedom is knowing who you are in Christ. Freedom is knowing what the manufacturer made you to be. The world would tell you to not believe this. God's salvation, the freedom, your inheritance. His knowledge is truth. And remember, church, ignorance isn't bliss. I quote, that's uh, CFG. 
That's me, by the way. <laughs> the question I have, church, are you reading his manual? Because if you're not reading his manual, the Bible says we will embrace every lie. And I would rather look stupid to the world and be wise in his eyes than wise to the world and him reject me. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen, church. Let's bow our heads this morning. What a beautiful Sunday. So good to see so many of you here this morning. So many couldn't make it, and we just want to say we love you, and we're, we're with you in spirit as you're um, at home, sick and in body. But for those who are here and those watching online this morning, maybe you are not right with Jesus. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. Jesus is not living in my life. He's not living in my heart. I live in a free country, but yet inside I am, I'm, I'm enslaved to sin. I'm enslaved to this sin, to this anger, to this bitterness, to this perversion, to this fill in the blank. I'm enslaved. I want to be free. You see, Jesus over 2,000 years ago came as a baby. lived, died on a cross, was buried, resurrected, that you may have freedom, life, salvation, and spend eternity with him. This morning is a wake-up call for someone, for someone. It's going to be an amazing thing as we see the fireworks and watch the fire. But, but, but what a day and what a sad day that would be. We don't want Jesus to reject us this morning. We want him in our lives. And he wants to, he wants to show you his knowledge, his mind. Are you reading his word? Are you, are you applying his word to your life. He has so much for you. This morning, maybe you're not right with Jesus. You say, Pastor, I don't, I'm not even from here. I don't even live here. You're just visiting. It's not about you attending this church. It's about you receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You say, Pastor, that's me. All heads bow, all eyes are closed. It's between you and God. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I would like to receive Jesus. Lift up your hand all across this place. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Amen. Honest hearts in this place. Anyone else? God sees these hands. God sees these hands. Hallelujah. Pastor, pray for me. God sees that hand. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful being free in Jesus? going to pray together as a church and only if you're comfortable I would ask you to do so let's all stand to our feet we're going to pray the sinner's prayer uh, with our brothers and sisters who've raised their hands this morning and only if you uh, feel feel comfortable I'd ask you to join your loved one's hands join hands this morning as we pray together Let's bow our heads this morning. If you, even if you didn't raise your hand, you'd like to pray this prayer, please do. And for those who raise their hand, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. So speak it this morning. Don't think it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I repent, for I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. I do believe you died on the cross for me. 
and you rose on the third day, and you're coming back for me. Help me. Give me the strength and courage and knowledge, the knowledge of truth, as I, as I apply it to my life. In Jesus' precious name. Well, church, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your whole heart, the Bible says that there are angels in heaven right now rejoicing. And so if angels right now are rejoicing, I think we should rejoice. Amen. Amen. Even if one... Even if one receives Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, and we never see him again, it was all worth it. Amen? Amen. There was a story. You might have heard it. There was a man on the beach, and there was thousands and thousands of starfish dying on the shore. And this man was grabbing a starfish, and he was throwing out and grabbing one and throwing it out. And all of a sudden, this kid came by and said, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. What are you doing? There's thousands of starfish on this beach. You're going to be here all day. You're wasted. You're never going to get to them all. He goes, it's pointless. And of course, the story goes, it's the old man who's wise, grabs another starfish, throws it out into the water, and he says, not for that one. Not for that one. Not for that one. Sometimes in life, church, it's good to be free. We experience in Christ this freedom. Life's not perfect, but we're serving the Lord. We're, we got a family. We're healthy. And we see family members who aren't free. And sometimes there's so many of them. Just remember, one by one. Don't be consumed. Just be concerned. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. I'd like to pray us out of here in this place this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this family. We thank you for all those who are here this morning and all those on, watching online. We thank you for the freedom we have here in this country. But Lord, we know that this freedom can be taken from us at any time. And so Lord, most importantly, we're glad and we're thankful for the freedom that you give us in Jesus' name. The freedom that we have through salvation. The freedom that we have to be able to say no. The freedom that we have to know who we are in you. To know who we are, not what the world tells us what they would like us to be or what they think we should be, but because we have your manual, we know who you've called us to be. And we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. And Lord, I pray this morning a blessing upon your church, upon your people. I pray protection upon each and every one of us as we dismiss. Lord, I pray that our 4th of July would be blessed. And Lord, I pray by your grace and mercy that you would use someone here to speak to a family member in love about you. I pray that we would all serve a purpose this weekend. That this weekend would not go void. That this weekend would not just be another 4th of July. But this weekend, Lord, you would move mountains for your people. Whatever the situation, whatever the unspoken request is, Lord, I pray right now that you would send angels, your Holy Spirit, over this place, over our families, over our children, over our youth, the blood of Jesus over our home. We thank you, God. Bless us as we dismiss. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed, church. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah.
Oh, we have, real quick, we have a safety drill. So, uh, Mr. Ron Sherwood, I know he's getting a, So, if you have kids in the nursery or children's church, please be patient with us. We have a safety drill. We're going to be doing that right now. And so, if you want some food or if you need some coffee, please come and join us in the cafe. Thank you. Judgment and wrath 